0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're here to do the feedback episode for Season 10, Episode 12. It's how to walk with us. Aaron, I'm seeing in the queue right now we have one piece of feedback. Well, we're going to see if 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 that if we can rub one piece of feedback together and make two. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Are we just going to get right to it? Uh, Why not? Okay. Well then, let's do this.
1: Hey guys, um, we haven't really checked in with Michonne for a while. I was curious as to um, how you guys thought the season was going to end with her. Um, you know, is she gonna is she gonna die, or what? What situation would would make her um, you know leave Judith and? Um, RJ. Uh, so, uh, yeah, um, it's been quite a while and um, got to finish it this season. So, I was wondering your thoughts. Thanks.
2: What separates Michonne from RJ and Judith? Like, death. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's it. That's the only thing.
2: Honestly, that's the biggest problem I have with these Rick movies. Like, I don't believe for a second that Rick Grimes does not do everything he can to escape and get back to his family uh they're gonna have to do that's gonna be the first thing i'm gonna be sitting there in the theaters testily waiting for them to explain why he's just either he's either going to like we're gonna wake up to him and it's gonna be like mad Max like him dashing through tunnels on his one hundredth escape attempt <laughs> that's been foiled by the a b people uh and by the trash people or he's gonna be fat dumb and happy, and I'm gonna be like why, why, mm-hmm. why you mm-hmm. son of a bitch? why have you forgot michonne? why have you forgot Judith? Do you know how adorable Judith is uh and I don't know, but uh, so I don't think that she would give up it. So are, is this show, is this show willing to destroy Alexandria in the last year? Because what I do think is starting to take shape is a steady march to the sea in oh, Georgia. Yeah? Oh, my God. Oh my God, Georgians! Instead, uh, like like Alpha is going to be steadily marching, uh, and like you know, taking a hilltop, then Alexandria, then there's going to be a last stand at Oceanside. Michonne is going to be riding in on a boat with some kind carrier. of yeah, with some kind of fucking super weapon. Like I don't know if it's a mis- I, yeah, what, I like what could it fucking be?
0: <laughs> All right, we or don't need a super the- weapon anymore, right? Because we've we've decapitated the horde. I, I'm starting to think super weapon is off the table. She's not going to roll in with a nuke or a Apache attack helicopter or something. I'm starting to think that they're setting up the the tale of two cities literally here with one naval base. Right. And one blue weevil town. One mm. of those is going to be good. One of those is going to be bad. The ha- there has to be a villain or something, some tension for the final season. And yeah. the Whisperers are effectively
2: gone now. So Ooh, interesting. So you're there's going to be a militant colony out on this Georgi- naval base. Georgie? There's going to be. Yeah, right. It, I, I don't Which know. Um, could be the ham girl.
0: Ham girl could be the Georgie establishment. It, it could be. Yeah, uh, they're, they're just opening a lot of cans of worms with these two new civilizations. Uh, and I, they can't both just be. All right, everything's great, and we're going to integrate right. everybody into all of our civilizations, and the future is rosy. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know. I don't think Michonne is dead, or probably even going to die by the end of this. But you know,
2: I think actually. What do you think the odds are that the ham girl is uh, Blue Weevil is Georgie Porgie? Because yourself,
1: you know or just they the they're.
2: The, 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 yeah, part of the project for a, n- a new future or whatever the Georgie's binder is, yeah. um, because I think it's interesting that her and Eugene never revealed their names until the very last episode. And immediately they're going to permanently lose contact. So like if she like if Maggie were like, you know, passing time with the uh, blue weevil. And she's like, so what about this boy that you've been talking to? He's like, well, last night he just says his name's Eugene, and he wears a mullet and he's from this, he's <laughs> a, and like M- Maggie's like, oh my god, that's my Eugene! But then, there, uh, you, you know, we're like, it sets us up to where believe, because like, that's one of the big problems I have is if Maggie's with Georgie and Ham Girls with Georgie Then, like, is this just a big cat just fucking with Eugene and like having or or that's the thing that would allow the kind of mistaken identity or like not quite sure. But then again, if if ham girls are Georgie, I don't know why they're being so cagey about making first contact, because as far as I can tell, that's what Georgie kind of does. Roll around with her secret service and trade records for binders. Yeah. With
0: promises of rebuilding society. So I really just hope that Eugene is being catfished. Because I don't want Eugene to somehow stumble into a, a healthy relationship here. No. <laughs> no, I oh. want to see Eugene spurned to the very end, man. I want to see Not Eugene me. flounder and flounce around trying to find love and fail at every turn. That's what
2: <laughs> I want for Eugene. Nah, I want I'm on t- uh, team Eugene uh, you know,
0: find somebody. Nah. Nah. Everybody else, they can find somebody, Eugene. I I want him to be. I don't know. Whatever. So
2: I wonder, like, cause like this also seems like a pretty good bet that, uh, Maggie's going to show up by the end of the season. Is there any potential that like, cause cause there was like some lone survivor on this naval town, right? Some guy like, it's like, it does. I don't, I didn't think it was like a big settlement. Is it possible that like, Maggie is over there and like this is like Georg- Georgie's heard the rumors too and they're trying to secure this uh, arms depot and this is like Michonne can meet up with them and then they kind of ride in victoriously to save the day because maybe it's not like a literal last minute during the siege but like they land at the beach the day before the invasion and now they have all these rocket launchers and mines and they're just going to completely turn the tables on uh, flamethrowers who knows what the fuck they got Um
0: yeah I I don't know. Jordy doesn't strike me as the naval base type or the seafaring type, but maybe we got to get back to Michonne. She's got to have effectively a solo episode pretty
2: soon because that's where we left her. And like, I don't know. It'd be awful weird if she, we just literally see her show up next time with crates of weapons and, you know, kind
0: of Deus Ex, you know, Michonne and she's, where do you think she heads? Do you think she goes to Hilltop? to try and pick up Judith. No. And then well, I mean realizes, like oh I, no, shit. Something no, bad. I, think, I mean the ports there
2: at Oceanside. I think you have mm-hmm. to like you you you'd have to land at Oceanside first. Yeah, but Oceanside um, doesn't know shit about true. Hilltop, right? So But I, why would you go to Hilltop? You'd go like first you go down cuz I aren't they like well, pick sequentially? Like,
0: Where was Judith when michonne left? I I know she was at Hilltop. Oceanside, but she was headed to Hilltop. I think so, yeah. So, I would think, um, but like, Michonne if you would get to, to Alexandria, to yeah, I
2: guess I don't, I don't feel like that she would get to Alexandria and then, like, they'd crisscross the
0: hilltop people. And they're, they, you know, like, I, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if she goes to Alexandria first, they'll probably tell her what happened to hilltop. Who knows? Their communication is bad.
2: Uh, we have, we, we, we rubbed that message together and we got another one. We did. Let's
0: see if we can. Can we continue press our spinning luck? air into gold? No whammies. <laughs> no whammies.
1: And. Hey guys, Jabbed here. Uh, I got a question for you. Help me recontextualize the show. I tried to watch an early episode of season 10 when you guys started coverage again, and I just couldn't get into it. It was just way too hokey for me. Am I taking this show too seriously, and am I trying to watch it like it was back in its heyday? How do I reframe it so I can try and enjoy it? Thanks. Thanks. See, this is the thing I'm worried
2: about. Has Walking Dead gotten so much better or was I just like because I always mm. like the characters or is it just like starting to nail the characters and it's still fucking hokey? Because like I'm not telling you the whispers are not a dumb, stupid concept. Yeah, yeah. But the show takes them seriously and it works for me. But I don't, I don't, I don't know what uh, the other thing is like early season 10, early season 10. I don't. Yeah, I guess like if you if you if you if you didn't see any of nine and you just start up season 10 and that's like Aaron on the beach with all the fucking, you know, <laughs> right. Mad Max medieval formation shit, mm-hmm. I, which yeah. I thought was shitty, but yep, I mean, I thought it was, but I, I thought it was exciting because like it might be cool. It, it pertains to it's like, um, you know, a little teaser for future battles that could be cool. Yeah, yeah. they're not. It wasn't that cool. Uh, Daryl with the mace is, is pretty cool Mm a morning star or flail, whatever. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. You kind of, you like the walking dead's in this zone where you kind of have to take it seriously or the character stuff won't work. And hopefully the character stuff sucks you in that you're willing to kind of overlook some of the silly stuff um, to see or, or find it like, it's like, it's not silly. It's like cool. in an army of darkness kind of way okay like yeah right Mm -hmm. like like ash building a mechanical arm just some dumb fuck that works at kmart that's stupid but it's cool yeah like him turning his car into like a rotating lawn mowing zombie deathmobile pretty stupid (laughs) but also cool you know um and like sometimes even the army darkness like gets too stupid for me like the scene of all the mini ashes and like that, that's a little too slapstick and yeah, yeah. three, two, three Stooges, but like overall, yeah, it, it walks that cool, badass line.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. It is, it is hokey. It is silly at times, certainly. And, and the comparison here, the, we make is the rest of the walking dead. And this latest stuff has been much better than yes. earlier stuff. So our perspective is probably warped by that, certainly. Yeah. Um and, and honestly, like I come to this show just looking to have fun. And if it's able to deliver, you know, a couple cool zombies and a good kill every once in a while. Um and, and just a moment of a character being real with another character. I'm good with that. I'm not taking this show as seriously, obviously. If you listen to this podcast we joke about all types of stupid shit. The tone is different than, say, w- when we talked about Rain Man coming up uh, Wednesday tomorrow, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Or any of the other prestige stuff we do. When we talk about it. even shows mm-hmm. like Watchmen, which have fundamentally silly superhero concepts in them, uh, man, <laughs> th- This show's just right, right? Th- this show's just that type of show, and. I think our opinion on that has like changed over the years because in season one we didn't think it was that type of show. We thought, oh, right. Darabont's bringing this very serious look to the apocalypse and you know the weight that that would carry uh, and and have on people and how it would change society and them and and then that went out the window come season three, right? Uh, when he he went out the window, so. Yeah, ever since it's been getting hokier and sillier and more ridiculous and then I would say season 9 and 10 have kind of like pulled that back a little bit, but not all the way. And it's not as like it's maybe not even as less
2: ridiculous or hokey, but it's more of like they don't waste your time. The the story feels like it gets to a point there yeah. are situations that the characters we know and love are organically reacting to. And it's more of like genuine differences of their opinion and s- tactics and strategy than it is just, you know, someone deciding he's just not going to kill in year three of the zombie apocalypse. No more, except for I'm going to, Oh, now I got to go clear. It's it's less of that shit. It's less, it's more of like, you know, like good serialized television, I guess. Um, but it's, I'm not, you know, again, it's like, this is not the greatest show. No, um, it could have been, but what it is is I think the best version of what it could have been after season eight. That's what it feels like now. It's like, you know, if you can put aside your bitterness of how like season six through eight went and just take the basic facts of like, there was a savior war and Negan lost and Rick won, And there is this mercy prevail over my wrath. And, there is this like jail thing also. Like if you buy into that and it, it, I think it works. I really do. Like I said, I've, I've this shows moved me to tears a couple of times this year. Um, and it, it, I never, like, I can't remember since like Lori's death, uh, which I felt so bad for after hyping it up for so long. I can't remember right. like to the show CS like stuff. genuinely, genuinely like when, when Carl died, like it was such a muted impact. Yeah. Uh, And now it's like, I feel like if Angela Kang had just done those two seasons that those would have been, I just feel like, yeah, I I don't, I feel like that if Angela Kang had taken over right around season four or five, this, this team, um, walking dead would have a completely different legacy.
0: We're getting geared up for the sixth annual summer badass fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex
1: badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off badass season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and ball move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie
0: is top secret, Hush Hush. No hints, except it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre, We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it,
1: and it's gonna be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers
0: All right, uh, let's move on to the next one. Hey, guys, it's Michelle. We have a user in chat who does not have the stereo app, but would like to ask a question. So on behalf of Kalina Bear, what did you guys think of Samantha Morton's overall performance of Alpha now that she's wrapped? Where does she rank in your list of antagonists?
2: That's a really good question. Um, Gosh is she like the best? Like maybe Shane, like like below Shane. Yeah. Negan Negan's probably my favorite. Negan hung around being Negan for about a season too long.
0: Yeah. Like I, I like him better now (laughs) that he's a protagonist instead of an antagonist. Uh, Right. But definitely like he, he was the most organized, the most believable, I think too. Uh, That's kind of important because you know what's his face uh the lead singer of ben Foltz five or whatever who was a terminus (laughs) it was not scary (laughs) right now i I don't know who the fuck that guy was but yeah yeah.
2: total 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 asshole denise crosby Um, she governor yeah she was she's scary uh the governor like yeah like uh i i so i think shane is up there because he definitely was like the antagonist in season two
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um yeah, you're right. Shane's probably number one. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And then because that's when the show alpha. could like you could take it seriously. Yeah, And I, and honestly, I don't know, man, like uh, if 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 Negan's seasons were edited to where really get all the fat and it was just all the muscle. Yes, he would be clearly probably the number one. But like, I think you can make an argument for like pound for pound, Samantha Morton uh, her shtick was creepy and scary and like was more mm-hmm. effectively creepy and scary for longer times. Of course, that's a a big part of that is like a lot of Negan was how uncompromising he was. Um, well, in the show, they drugged the plot out so long that Negan had to kind of compromise or like, yeah. you know, Alexander would be crushed. Right. Or Rick would have gotten his brains bashed in or something, uh-huh. you know. So like he was kind of defanged by the end where like Alpha always felt terrifying all the time. Uh,
0: right up until she died. I forgot the true alpha of all protagonists. It's uh, Romulan Subcommander Jadis. God, you remember <laughs> how good that scene, how not hokey and great the, that oh, season yeah. five was, man? Oh, yeah. It's a five or oh, yeah. seven? It was like seven or mm. something. Well, I mean, that's the
2: thing is like she was a trash person and she wasn't a trash person and she went back to trash person <laughs> and she was ironic
0: trash person. Fucking imagine. <laughs> Uh, you had Dave call in and say, "Yeah, this show's a little okay." In season ten, go back to season seven and see what you think about that, because holy shit! Yeah, yeah, those trash people, man. Yeah, are we leaving out any? Because there was
2: like the claimers. Those claimers, claimers are pretty good. Like three, four season arc. Uh, there was the hunters. I think that was a slightly the like uh, the cannibals were eating Bob. They they weren't terminus folk, were they? The tainted meat. Yeah, I maybe. I I don't know. But we're talking like pretty minor. The, the, there's the cops at Slap Town. right? Right. Uh, there's one episode kind of mini monsters. Um. Uh, yeah, she's definitely hmm. Samantha Morton's definitely up there. I've got, I've got a lot of Samantha Morton the last few years. I loved her on Harlots. Uh, we just saw her on uh, one of her first roles in Minority Report last night, where she didn't do much.
0: Uh, you know. But uh, yeah, flailed around in a tank of goo, got flushed, flushed down the t- toilet. I don't know. It was, this it was is the good. first
2: time that like, you know, like arguably like the governor and Negan are all their own type of cult leaders. But this is the first time like Walking Dead has just gone full in on like just like what if a cult leader of the zombie apocalypse? And it's really frightening. I yeah. think uh, and the fact that like you can kind of get versions of this to work in our world.
0: You yeah, know? but it's also unique to that world too, like that particular flavor of it. Right. It's like something you can't right. do outside the zombie apocalypse. And which is
2: honestly neat. that makes it one of the more effect because like there's a lot of truth to it. Like her the from within her frame of reference, I think her religion is entirely literally true. You know, like you can walk with us okay. or you can walk with us and like you you know, like you protect, you know in life you serve the herd and death you serve the herd. Mm -hmm. And like there's a unity of purpose and and uh there's a certain amount of like internal logic to the whole thing. Um yeah. You know, a lot and a lot of evidence that like there is no like you're just you're fooling yourself by pretending that you're not already dead and there's freedom once you just accept that the truth is that you've already died, you know. Like yeah, I I get it it's like it's horrifying and crazy, but like, yeah, I can see it.
0: (laughs) All right. Uh you know what I see is one final email or one final voicemail here. Let's get to it. Hey, guys, we have another piece of feedback from Kalina Bear. Uh, They wanted to kind of point out that in last week's episode, you missed the paintings at Hilltop. So you saw Glenn's image, but uh, we can clarify that it is Maggie's office. So Carol was staring at all of Maggie's family members'
1: paintings in her office. Thanks.
2: Oh okay, so that was like Doodlebug and Herschel and Glenn and I definitely
0: saw Herschel uh, and Glenn, but yeah I didn't I couldn't be, make out the others. Right, and there's a bunch more, so it, uh-huh. had, it had to be more than just her her
2: um I wonder if that's like everyone that died at Hilltop.:
1: Oh, I mean it's it's more, more than if just trying Maggie's
0: family, I would buy that like she had really? i don't I don't know. She had uh, at least three family members. <laughs> I saw at least, well, at like least like seven, five the, or so paintings. That's what I thought. Is there's like seven paintings. So I thought I saw Sadiq up there, but
2: that means somebody was painting these actively. I wonder if they've added to. Yeah. Or like, was Gregory up there? Oh, no, no, <laughs> fuck. No, there's a wall of shame that he's he's on with his fucking casks of whiskey and whatnot. Yeah. So um, all right. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I I, if I was doing this as a normal, I would have gone up and looked up whoever. But like, I just am really shy about looking, researching The Walking Dead because so easy to get spoilers when we're when when we're catch. although we're getting pretty caught up. Like, I'm going to be a little bit Mm -hmm. bolder when we switch to the bonus episodes, because like to my understanding, like they don't really spoil anything about the state of the world. So like I might start like researching stuff when we get into those. Um, And then once we catch up, then it's going to be back to like full-on you know looking up everything as much as i can although Mm -hmm. i like that's the thing is like uh, later episodes like season seven and eight i don't know i did that as much as because i
0: thought the walking dead like rarely rewarded it you know Uh, yeah i mean i still don't like i don't think i will be doing nearly as much research in season 11 as i did in season two and three right because like that's fair very fair the show is i just like to have fun with this show I I get on the podcast, I, I see what I see, talk about what I talk about. I do a little bit of research, like if I think. Call it oh, like it interesting. is. Interesting. Yeah. Straight down the middle. Yeah, I'm a straight shooter, you know,
2: not going to bullshit. Strike ya. a strike, ball's a ball. And a podcast a is a, is a podcast.
0: And that's a full one. Uh,
2: so there you go. See, we, we did it. We rubbed some feedback together and we, we made a feedback episode. Uh, we do this every Tuesday, by the way, at 1 p.m. Eastern. We get on twitch.tv slash bald move. Record these episodes live. Then we get on uh, uh, simultaneously. We air at to stereo slash bald move. You can listen or watch either place, but you can only leave the instant feedback for us over on Stereo.com dot slash bald move. And uh, then we play them on the feedback episode. I expect this to really take off again when we get to the new stuff. I'm excited for that and like to integrate this into like some of our instant tasks and stuff. Like we're, we're still talking about that and working on better integrations and whatnot. But uh, thanks for everybody who participated. We'll be back next week to talk about the next episode getting real close to being at the the end of season 10. Now Uh, we'll be back next week until then. I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.